Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm Kamisha Lucier, Senior Pastor of A Day of Prayer, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. I really love this time that we have together to connect with each other and get in the Word of God. So I just wanted to encourage you, um, get your Bible out, um, take notes, and let's grow and mature in the things of God. This episode is called Making Stagnant Water Move, Taking the Ground and Territory That Belongs to You. So this is really exciting for me. Um, we've been building over the last few episodes, um, building our faith and understanding how to cooperate with God and walk with him in the right way. And in order to do that, we had to get things in the proper order in our mindsets as believers so that we can effectively and properly take up the armor of God and wield the weapons of our warfare that are listed in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, and that are mighty through God and built to do something, uh, pull down strongholds and take the territory that belongs to us. But we can't wield those weapons if we're misaligned in our ideas our faith isn't effective and our beliefs concerning God and his divine order and his scriptures are out of alignment. So we've taken that time and we're, we're building a foundation here. Every time we come before God, every time we spend time together in his word, every episode, we're building on something because God wants people in this earth who are doing exploits on his behalf. And part of that is our willingness to walk with God and cooperate with him and be obedient to him. But also the other side of that is knowing how to use these skills that he's given us, knowing and becoming exercised in our faith, exercised in our maturity before God, and exercised in wielding those weapons of our warfare. So if you've spent time with me, uh, maybe in another dynamic on another platform or in um, live in the Messiah's love or a day of prayer, you've heard me talk about um, receiving from God. You know, we don't have to snatch things off of him. We cannot take our faith and force God to do things. And we have no need to do that because he's already said that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's also said that if he didn't withhold his only begotten son, how much more so will he give us all things and that it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. So we don't have any need to be worried or to try to force our will upon God or force God to do things. It, blessing is his idea. So he's the one who came up with it and he certainly knows how to operate in it. And he gives it freely and willingly to his people. And he reigns on the just and the unjust alike. He's good to everyone. But as the children of God, we have to learn this dynamic because when we live in the earth, there are two sides that we're looking at that we don't always recognize that there's a difference between. Um, there is the God side and then the, we, there's an adversary um, and many wicked forces in the earth that are coming against the body of Christ. And the, the scriptures say that we don't wrestle against flesh and, flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, wicked spirits and heavenly places. And that lets us know that God is not our problem. But oftentimes, what the adversary tries to do is get you to have a wrong mindset and think God is doing things to you. And that's really not the case. So as we've spent time in our previous episodes, we've been changing that mindset, getting our, our minds right, if you will, and correcting those things that will cause us to be out of um, joint in alignment with the father that would hinder our blessings or the promises that we're believing God from coming forth. So you can't, um, Think God is harming you and then expect to receive from him. That doesn't that doesn't work together. But if you believe that God has good for you, that releases those blessings to you. There's no hiccup on that side. But now 
we also have another side that we have to be aware of. And the scripture says that we are not um, ignorant of the Satan's vices or the wiles of the adversary and that we should be prepared to stand against those. Well, in order for that to happen, we got to know how to function in this dynamic that we have. We have God on one side who is sending, has sent blessings to us, has done good things for us and wants to do good things from whom we receive as in we put our hand out, we let God put in, um, our hand out would be our faith. We extend our faith towards God and we receive the promises that are already listed in his word. And we believe at that moment that we stand before God in prayer, that they already belong to us. We've taken possession of them and now we make them a part of our being. They And as far as we're concerned, it's finished. Now, on the other side of that, we have an adversary who walks about as a roaring lion, lion seeking whom he may devour. So we have to stand against that and be prepared to do battle on that front with the word of God and with clear understanding and wisdom um, that comes from the Lord to take captive those things that would try to stand between us and the blessing that God has already given us. So the adversary is likely occupying something that belongs to you. So we, we talked about God's divine timing that relates to, for example, the Messiah coming into the earth. We couldn't accelerate that and we did not delay it. Um, you know, Israel and some places that have rejected Jesus believe that they were sinful and they delayed the coming of the Messiah. No, he came. He just didn't look the way they expected him to. So they rejected um, the Messiah who did come and the only and one true Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus of Nazareth. In, in particular, because that's who he is. But so if we're not having misalignment issues, then there's another side, which would be the adversary that he's blocking or hindering something that God has already released to us. And we're going to look at a few examples of that in the scripture. Daniel chapter 10, uh, verses 10 through 21. And I'll read that to you. It says suddenly, uh, and I'm sorry, a little bit of background. Daniel had petition that he had been shown visions and he petitioned God for understanding, but it, it had taken around three weeks and he was fasting during this time, waiting on his answer from the Lord. And then verse 10 says, suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For I have now been sent to you while he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. When he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. And suddenly one having the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, my Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me and I have retained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord? As for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. Then again, the one having a like the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. 
Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed, the prince of Greece will come. But I tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. Oh, I'm sorry, but I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one upholds me against these except Michael, your prince. In those scriptures, we see that there is a behind the scenes force that was preventing the answer that God sent to his beloved, which is you and I, and in this particular case, Daniel, from receiving what the father sent forth. So First uh, John tells us, if we pray according to his will, the will of the father, we know that he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know we have the, the answers to the petition or the answers to our request. So when we pray according to God's will, it's settled. We receive it from the father. But there are times where there's an unseen force trying to interfere and stand against the delivery of the message, the answers, the property or whatever it is that the adversary um, is hindering, but trying to keep us from receiving what God has um, given us. Sometimes that comes in the in the voice of lying spirits trying to lie to your mind and cause you to doubt God or to accuse him or um, get into strife and bitterness and resentment towards your God because he knows if you if you take yourself out of a place of faith you'll disqualify yourself because he has no legal right to keep from you what you've received by faith because it didn't come from him it came from your father in heaven so he can't take your stuff but he can get you to forfeit it or he can try to interfere to cause delays but it's our business and our job to not be ignorant of Satan's devices, not be ignorant of the strategies that the adversary tries to use and to be skillful in knowing how to deal with them, how to um, put Satan under our feet, which is where Jesus put him and where he rightfully belongs under our feet, because Jesus has the authority and he gave it to us in his name. So in this particular scripture, in a in, uh, section of scriptures in Daniel chapter 10, the adversary was delaying answers. Um, insight or revelation into a, uh, into a situation or prophetic understanding that Daniel was seeking. So think about your own life. Have you asked God a question, but you're like, man, what's the delay on this answer? I'm, I'm looking for you, God, to minister to me. I'm looking for you to intervene on my behalf. And Holy Spirit is talking. He never withhold, withholds from us, but sometimes your flesh is getting in the way because it's riled up about something else, or you're waiting for the manifestation of a situation um, in your marriage or things of that nature. Um, and that would be a, a more clear example. You're waiting for a dynamic between you and another person to come in alignment. You're waiting for your job to call, or you're waiting for um, the Lord to deliver something, especially that has to do with other people being involved and you're like, where is it, Lord? I know that you answered me. I know that you said yes, but there seems to be a delay, especially if it's not a matter of divine timing or something um, that you need to get in alignment on your end or have understanding concerning. Then ask Holy Spirit, is this a case that I'm dealing with the adversary who is hindering or blocking what you have coming forth? Now let's look at another example, which would be Joshua chapter 2 verses 9 through 11. And it says, And said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. Now this is Rahab talking to the spies, um, the second set of spies that were sent to spy out the land that Joshua sent. Um, They're a different set from what Moses sent initially to spy out the land. It says, And said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. 
that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. So in this case, physically, someone was occupying the land of promise that belonged to the children of God. And the adversary was trying to create a stronghold here and not let the children of um, of God occupy what rightfully belonged to them. God gave the land to them. And, and this is Rahab speaking to the, the spies and telling them, we know that God gave you this and that your God is God and he is the ruler of all things. So God is already doing his part, but there's, there's a hindrance, there's a delay, there's something standing in the way of you taking possession of what belongs to you. There may be other occupants involved. And now we know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. People are not our problem, but the spirit behind it is what needs to be dealt with. So this scripture in particular pertains to uh, property, physical things, tangible things that the Lord has already declared belong to you. And these things are mostly clearly spelled out in his word as promises of God. So for example, um, health. God has promised you that by Jesus's stripes, you were healed. That's a statement of fact, and it's yours. It belongs to you. You're not waiting for it one day. You have it now. Now the manifestation and the delay that you might see there, that might be a, a wicked spirit trying to hold up what physically belongs to you, what is tangible um, to your physical body. So health would be something physical versus an answer um, and a coming together of a relationship or a change of heart or something of that nature. That's not quite tangible. And in these scriptures, we see that God, in both cases, he's already answered. So it's never that we're trying to take something away from God, that we're trying to um, pull it away from him because he is not willing to give it to us. He is a willing and a good God. If he said he would do it, he will bring it to pass. There's never a question about that. But there is an adversary who, on the other hand, we do need to take things from because it rightly, rightly belongs to us. So look at that dynamic. You receive from God, right? That's a, a gracious act. That's you saying, God, I know you're good. You put your hand out by faith and you close it around what God says to you. You don't let it fall to the ground and you don't fight against God, but you receive it and then you add it to your possession. You take that by faith um, and I mean, um, accept it and receive it by faith. But when it comes to the adversary, now we get our weapons out. The, the sword of the spirit isn't made to deal with God. It's made to deal with the enemy. So we have to make that dichotomy clear in our mindset because often we've been trying to take the sword of the spirit to our father God and it doesn't belong there. And it, that's not the right dynamic to approach him. We approach boldly, absolutely. And we come by grace. We come to the, the throne of grace to get trouble, to help in trouble. That's willing and a, um, a willing pouring forth of what belongs to us. When the, the word tells us in James, if we lack wisdom to ask of God who gives liberally, that's a, a receiving, that's a generous outpouring from our father. But the adversary, on the other hand, is the one who does not want you to have what God rightfully says is yours. He's always fighting against God and the people of God to hinder the movement and the action of the Messiah. So remember that the weapons of our warfare that are mighty through God for pulling down strongholds are made for dealing with the devil. 
not from trying to get things from God. That, that's not where they belong. So we take what belongs to us. And when we think about that scripture, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. It's not us bombarding God and say, give me what you promised. We don't need to do that. He's already promised it because that's his will to do. So we need to receive it. But we take it by force from the adversary who is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. We protect and we defend and we do we do battle spiritually or go to war with the word of God. And it's not begging and pleading. It's not, it's not um, throwing everything but the kitchen sink at the adversary. It's using the word that the Holy Spirit reveals to you as the answer to this particular problem, how to deal with the adversary. And then we get to work on that. And we have to rightly divide the word of truth and rightly apply our faith. And again, that's not trying to fight against God. It's not we're taking God by, by, by force and we're storming the kingdom of heaven, the gates of heaven. That doesn't make sense. If heaven is your home, do you storm your own house every day? You come in and, and uh, do <laughs> ram down the door and roll it over with the howitzer to get into your own house every day? No, we belong to the kingdom. We are part of the kingdom. That, that's our home. That's our heavenly home and our abode. We belong there. We don't storm our own house. But what we do storm is the kingdom of darkness. What we do take by force is in the kingdom of darkness. And we by force put the devil under our feet where he belongs. So now let's change gears on this a little bit and and talk about um, as we rightly divide this word of truth and we rightly apply our faith. We understand, you know, as we spent time in the previous podcast, when we come before God and we are in one accord, there is power. And there are times in scripture um, where the release of the power of God and the glory of God on the God's on behalf of God's people is freely and clearly made evident. And there's some key reasons why that happens. One of those is one of cord. We see that in um, Acts when the Holy Spirit was poured out on, on the day of Pentecost. They were together in obedience to where God told them to be. And they were in one accord with one another waiting to receive that promise. And there is a one accordness that happens also in a personal way. So not also corporate, but also personally. It doesn't, it's not just relegated to being a corporate sense of being on one accord. But it wasn't just that. It's not just being on one accord that brings God's glory on the scene. It's one accord around the goodness, the faithfulness, and the truth of the Godhead's character and nature that brings the glory of God on the scene. And if it's just you, it's your personal agreement that God is good. It's your agreement coming into alignment with a word that's already been spoken, that's already been written, that's already echoing throughout creation and generations and that will be eternally spoken. But you align your mouth with it to say God is good. He is faithful. He is true. He is um ready and willing and able. He is a, a loving and a good God. He is merciful. He is um, abounding in goodness and truth, just like he said he is. And that one accordness brings a release of the glory of God, but it also does something to the adversary. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. But we cannot be in one accord around accusing the father, accusing the character and nature of God. And we saw that example, that would be when the children of Israel complained against God and they kept saying, oh, you brought us out here to kill us. Oh, you're not going to do it for us. Oh, oh, it's too hard and we can't do this because God is not with them. These people are, are mightier than we are. And they denied what God said and they denied it as being the truth. And they accused God and they actually called God a liar. And they mean that I said directly, God, you lied. But by saying this is the case and it's different than what you said, that's calling God a liar. So let us let us not try to be in one accord around accusing the character of God, but a, 
be in one accord around celebrating and praising and exalting the character and nature of God, that exactly who he said he is, that's who he is in my life. And I can't speak for you over there, sir or ma'am, but I can tell you who he is to me, and I declare that he is good. So let's look at Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 22. And in this particular section of scripture, um, the king of Judah, Jehoshaphat, was under um, attack from an adversary, and they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to um, approach God. They didn't know how to get the job done. And they were asking questions um, of the Lord and they had petitioned God. They had sought him through prayer and fasting and sought the word of the Lord um, through the, the men of the men of God, the man of God that was there. And this is what happened. They heard the word of the Lord. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord set ambushes. This is verse 22. It says, Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. So, oh, and I'll read verse 23. It says, For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had an made an end to the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. So when we come into one accord, with the word of God. And then we begin to open our mouth and exalt the Lord, which is praise. We see that the Lord will still the hand of the enemy. He will create havoc in their own camp with their own activity and their own actions. This is what the Lord said to me. Um, he said, he gave me a prayer strategy and he said, this is making the stagnant water move and it's changing things. It's taking where the adversary has set up a stronghold and he's trying to prevent and delay the promises that I've spoken to you, the release of those things or the, um, not the release, but the manifestation of those things in your life. I need you to go ahead and deal with this. And what one of the things he said was bind the hand of the enemy and then loose the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of truth into the earth and into this situation. Do that and then come before me in that one accord that we've already been talking about and agree with the word of God by confessing with your mouth that I am exactly who I said I am and begin to praise me. And in particular, he said to praise just 10 minutes of solid praise. And that was causing the stagnant water to move. So I just wanted to share that with you as we were talking about this spending time in the word, find out what God has and what he says, understand it, and then rightly apply it to your life. And when you come before God and you open your mouth to praise and declare who he is, it's not a matter of just going, oh, Lord, thank you. Oh, you know, and doing it in a grudging way um, and keeping your mind focused on the situation, but it's coming before him with your mind focused and steadfast on who he is and agreeing with that one accord with who he said he is and releasing your thanksgiving to God based on who he says he is, not only in his word, but also in how he's demonstrated himself in your life. And if you haven't made a habit of looking and thanking God, even for the small things, then you need to start doing that because that will open the door for the, the Holy Spirit to come in and create havoc with the enemy in the with the enemy in his camp. We saw in back to uh, Daniel chapter 10, the that Michael came to help that angel that was bringing the answer. 
We know that the ministering spirits are sent to minister for us who are heirs of salvation. That means they're going out and creating, um, bringing together situations that align with the will and the word of God. And they're doing their task, but sometimes the adversary tries to get in their way and hinder their progress. But when we open our mouth in praise and the Holy Spirit gets involved and he creates confusion in their camp. And so I, I hope this is coming through to you and I hope this is clear and it makes sense to you. I know I, I changed gears a little bit there on you, but I hope you're tracking with me to understand that, yep, there's a wicked one who tries to stand in the way and we have to deal with him, but we deal with him with the weapons that God gave us. And agreement with God is a weapon. Um, being in one accord is a weapon and praise is absolutely a weapon. Binding and loosing, binding the hand of the adversary, binding um, as a related in Matthew chapter 19, I believe, 18 and 19, that's a weapon. And then releasing the Holy Spirit to come in and do what his will is in that situation. Those are all weapons of our warfare that don't work if we have a bad uh, an incorrect thought about who God is. But when we align with him, when we have our thinking going the right way, when our faith is active, when our hope is targeted, when we have perfectly come into alignment with God, and I'm not saying because you're without flaw in your humanity, I'm saying because you are walking in the way that God says, this is the way you come to me and this is how you deal with those things, um, then you will see strategic and frequent ruling over the adversary versus a hit or miss. And by frequent, I mean, this is consistent time after time after time, you are having victory in your life versus hit or miss. Well, it's pray and pray. You know, you're, you're hoping that one of these prayers sticks. You're hoping that this time you'll get victory when God has designed us to be victorious every single day of our life on this earth. And then when, of course, when we get to heaven, the victory, it'll be done because there'll be no more sin. So Psalm 22 verse three says this, but you are holy enthroned in the praises of Israel. And we know that we are grafted into Israel. So while the scripture is, is talking specifically about the the um, literal is Israelites and, and Jews, we are grafted in. And by faith, the, the Jews are the ones that come to God by faith. This is how the Lord counts it. And we know that we enter in by faith. So as you open your mouth and pray, that exalt, I mean, in praise, that exalts your heavenly father, that releases Holy Spirit to come in and create havoc on your behalf in the camp of the enemy. And that is victory all day long. Well, I hope you were blessed by this today. And I just want to thank you for taking the time to connect with me. If you have a moment, please like this episode, subscribe to this channel and share it on your social media. You know, if you believe this will be a blessing to someone else, share it with them because God wants every one of his believers to come into their rightful standing and place in the kingdom of God. And I just wanted to remind you and encourage you to live your life from the Messiah's love. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Yeah.